And like the love that I felt in that moment was like, it was so freeing and so just like amazing that I never wanted to let go of that love. That's when I, it finally like clicked for me. It clicked for me that I need to get my priorities straight and that God wasn't the center of my life. And like looking back on it, I was like, yeah, I have to change immediately. Welcome to the Huntingtown FCA Overtime Podcast, where our aim is to build up and encourage high school athletes and students to grow and live out their faith. In every episode, we'll have real conversations with student athletes, exploring how God has impacted their lives and our community. We love hearing what you guys have to say, so please leave any feedback or suggestions in the comments of our Huntingtown FCA Instagram page. We hope you find this episode encouraging. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. We're we're in a very quiet room right now. <laughs> different environment. Um, no interruptions except our Landy's haircut. Oh my um, gosh! <laughs> yeah, no. There's no bell. We're not in school. It's a it's a Sunday afternoon. Couple day or five days left until seven. Never mind. Seven days left until Thanksgiving break. Tommy's flustered. It's not our normal recording time. No, it's not. Or location. Nope. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's going good. We have a... Uh, not going well so far, but we'll get there. <laughs> it's very... We'll get there. Oh, do you, want me, you... To, do you want me to introduce them? Sure. You can go ahead. You feel like, I feel like you have a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want them to talk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So... We are off-site today, um, but that's because we've got two of our friends um, <laughs> from up the road at um, the school that shall not be mentioned. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We got two friends from Northern High School, both seniors, both track and field stars, participants? I don't know. <laughs> two very contrasting. <laughs> um, no, very, very um, strong uh, track athletes up the road. Um, with we are here today with Jordy Tuck and Nathan Cheney. And the only thing that I really like about Nathan Cheney is that he has a really great name. I just want to put that out there first. Okay, hey guys. <laughs> you can say hello. You can be excited. Hello. hello. Just because you're on the Huntingtown podcast doesn't mean you can't have some energy and excitement. <laughs> This is about how this is going to go. So how are we feeling? Any podcast experience at all? No, not at all. No, this is my first time being on a podcast. I wonder if people um, listen to our podcast and just get incredibly uncomfortable with how awkward it is sometimes. Because like awkward moments really make me uncomfortable when you're watching them or listening to them. So I wonder if people listen and are like, I can't listen to this anymore because it's really cringy sometimes. Well, that's why we got to break the ice. With an icebreaker. With an icebreaker (laughs) that I don't have. (laughs) No, we haven't done an icebreaker in a long time. We just kind of get into it because we don't have a lot of time in school. All right, here's a question. Um, <laughs> if you could be any sea animal that you wanted no, no, to be. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> oh, let's look at the jellyfish. <laughs> if you could describe your school year so far in any Thanksgiving food, what would it be? Stuffing. We're going off. We're going. Wait. If you can describe your school year in any Thanksgiving food? Yeah, what would it be? Like, what 
Like if your school year was a Thanksgiving food, what would, what, what yeah. would it be? Okay. You said stuffing? Stuffing, yeah. Why? It's the first one that came to mind. I don't know. That's, that's kind of terrible silly. answer. It's, I mean, it's pretty good, you know? It's not the best, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I feel stuffing too, not gonna lie. It's busy. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Mm, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking when I said that. Stuffing is busy. I mean, yeah. I guess you got. It's like. You got a lot of stuff like in a, there. Yeah, it's stuff. Like what? <laughs> bread <laughs> and celery. Yeah, but it's like different colors. Yeah. Different shades of tan. Yeah. Jordy, help me out, buddy. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, I don't know. It's cornbread. Jordy, you know what? I always knew I liked you. Cool. Yeah, cornbread. cornbread is definitely a Thanksgiving food. It is, but why is yeah. why is that? What you feel like your school year has been like so far? So far, I mean, at first it's been it's been nice and sweet so far. Mm. Okay, but, all right. <laughs> so it's been nice and sweet, and I'm enjoying it. See, much more relaxing than uh, past school years. Not as much as work. Not as much work. Are you taking yeah. a full schedule? Yeah, but okay. mm. only taking like six classes though. Wait, wait, wait. So, oh, wait, I'm taking a, I'm in school all, all day, but um, I only have like six graded classes. So what's the other one, like a seminar? Seminar, and then, um, yeah. I gotcha. Nate, how many classes are you taking? Uh, five. Do you yeah, come in same. early or do you leave late? I, I mean, do you come I, in late I, or leave I, early? I come in late. <laughs> I don't come in till third period. Because you're lazy. Yeah. What time does yeah. third period start? 8.50. So I wake up at like 7.30 every day. I got really confused for a second, but that's the same time. Our starts at 9. Yeah, 9. Yeah. Why does it start 10 minutes early? Because y'all, don't y'all have two lunches? But we have... They have Patriot time. Yeah, we have like our period. One period is, is a yeah. lunch, and we have Patriot time, and y'all got two lunches. So they don't have an hour lunch anymore. They went back to periods. Yeah. Oh, uh, I see. That's how it was when I was at Northern... Four periods of lunch. Yeah. It was fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. What's wrong with that? It seems like a lot of lunch. A lot of time for the lunch. Fourth is very early. I, I had, had it last year. Fourth? I, I've had, had fourth, fourth every, every year. year. Yeah. yeah. This year is my first year and I have a fourth, but I have fifth. It so was it's super like early. Not that it far was early. like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we eat at 10.30. Yeah, 10.30. Yeah, and coming in at 9, you like eat breakfast and then you have lunch like, yeah. like right after. So, like, do you need to eat breakfast? Yeah, it was actually the worst for athletes because then you eat at, like, 10, and then you have practice after school, and it was miserable. But, yeah, no big deal. It's over. We survived. (laughs) 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 All right, all right, all right. So, um, let's get right into it because I feel like both of you guys have really awesome stories and a lot to say, and I think that's why we wanted to talk to you all. Um, And it's, like... They're both very different stories, um, but they're both stories of how God works in all kinds of crazy ways. Um, so I hopefully, that's not what I was trying to say. I'm hoping, that's that's it, um, hoping that this will be an encouragement to those who listen. Um, so let's just get after it. Um, Jordy, tell us a little bit about you, about uh, kind of growing up, your background um, with kind of Christian faith and, and how it has kind of led you to where you are today. So, I was born in South Africa, and I lived there for like nine years. And when I was born, um, I, I didn't have any parents, or so I was in an orphanage home from the very beginning. But the orphanage home was ran by the Salvation Army, which is a Christian organization. And so, um, that's where... Um, so, I've always been 
around like the presence of God and knew about God and um, had a lot of people like uh, that taught me, like my grandmother, who who I knew before I even knew my parents because she was one of the people that worked there and uh, helped me also get adopted. So uh, it started when I was like uh, like six years old and when my parents came, uh, they came to South Africa to, um, to, uh, to visit family and they they saw me and they said, oh, they wanted to adopt me, but the, um, but they were told that that's going to be a long process and that it's practically impossible because there's so many documentations and th that goes into it that it's very hard. It rarely ever happens. And so, so they tried, they pushed, and it took almost three years, th three years to even for that to come into fruition. So when I was nine years old, I was finally adopted and... The reason I always got adopted was because at first I wasn't I didn't want to be adopted, which is funny. I went because I didn't know who I was going to be adopted to, or, um, to and the family I was going to, and so I went. Um, so I told the people I was like, no, I don't want to be adopted because uh, I don't know these people, and it's gonna be, I'm gonna be separated from my friends, who I considered like brothers because that's all I knew, and that's who, who I knew. And so they were like, they tried to talk to me, and then they brought in um, my grandmother, who, and like in South Africa, we call everybody auntie. So I called her uh, Auntie Brenda. And I always loved her because she was so kind. She was one of the very few people that was kind at the home. And so, so they brought her in, and she told me, oh, um, about the family that was adopting me, which was her uh, daughter, my mom. And then I was finally open to the idea because she would be my grandmother, which has always been a dream of mine. And so I got adopted. I was finally adopted and moved to America. And that's where I um, met my family, my dad and my mom and my two sisters, um, all grew up in, in Christ. And only when I was about like 11, where that's when I actually like got saved. And that's when, uh, like, I actually knew who God was. And then for a while, sure, I was, I was, I felt like I was saved, but like, I wasn't really like on fire for the Lord, or wasn't really uh, as commit, like, committed. And so it's only when, like, when I moved to Maryland, where it actually, um, when it got like worse, where it's like where I just, uh, just was just focusing on myself and not really focusing on God. And like everything, like everything I did, like even with like track, like like just like the little things, like I just put everything ahead of God, and like I'd say I kind of like put him second place, or would all oh, I'll I'll read my Bible, I won't read my Bible, I'll read it later, and I would never just get into the Word of God, and that put like felt like put a lot of pressure on myself to I guess uh, do these great things, like uh, oh try to be the best I can in track and try to push myself because I felt like I was also looking for like approval from like I wanted to be like like they tell as athletes you're told oh you have to be the best you can you have to push yourself you gotta go hard you go hard all the time you have to win this win that win that and that put a lot of pressure on me I felt because I was always striving for that and I wasn't I was just striving for the worldly things 
and worldly accomplishments and I put God second and that really like took a toll on me because it like affected how I saw things and like I wasn't I was never satisfied with anything I did like even if I won stuff I was like never satisfied I just wanted to win more and just just that and just focus consumed by worldly stuff and so and then then we started uh, going to we went to a church in Annapolis which is Salvation Army Church but that was like 45 minutes away so it's very hard to like go to that type of church and be involved in the church all the time and so we decided my mom decided to uh, check out local local churches and she was trying out different local churches and then she came upon Grace um, Grace Church and she's like oh you should definitely come um, this is a great church and so I decided to come just to um, see what's up and uh, that's where I met Clayton and Clayton who was the track coach uh, like at least he was the jumpers coach and so I knew him and so I was very surprised to meet him here because I didn't know he was Christian and so I met him and he said <laughs> not in a bad I'm trying, way I'm trying not to make a joke trying not to make a joke about Clayton and he, he was like oh Jordan you should uh, you should come to youth group and uh, I don't really like uh, yeah like I said I don't really like going out of my comfort zone or being in situations where I am un- uncomfortable or something's new to me and so I was like, oh, I thought about it. I was like, uh, maybe I'll come. I'll, I'll thought about it. And then I wasn't really planning on coming. And then my mom pushed me to go. And I like kept saying, oh, no, maybe next time, next week. And I kept pushing it off. And I kept seeing Clayton at church. And he kept put, <laughs> asking me, Jordan, why don't you come to uh, youth group? And so I decided, you know what, I'll just give it a try. And I came. And that's where I met Nathan and Brody and... Caleb and all, everybody I know here, and and it was a great experience because to see other kids that are on fire for the Lord and that uh, that not don't just proclaim God is um, that God is their savior, but actually walk with God and th- their actions show it. And so, so I decided, okay, that's so far this is good. I'm enjoying this, and the more I came, the more I enjoyed it, and then. Clayton said, Jordan, you should definitely come to uh, Momentum. It's a great experience. To, um, where you go, It's a camp where you go learn about God. It's a huge camp. You should definitely come. And I was, like, I, like I said, I hate being in uncomfortable positions. And so I was like, I thought about it, and I was like, mm, maybe, maybe. I don't, want, I don't really want to go. And so he kept pressuring me to go, talking to me. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to go went to the camp and that's when I, it finally like clicked for me, like coming back, it clicked for me that I need to get my priorities straight and that God wasn't the center of my life. And and like looking back on it, I was like, yeah, I have to change immediately. Um, I have to change like just how I think and just the things I do, I have to reprioritize my life. And that's why I decided to, I was like, you know, I have to get into the word of God more. I have to be around people uh, that are godly people because that makes a huge difference. Because people don't want to say, if you're around people that are not godly people, you're going to be desensit- become desensitized to the things they're desensitized to. And so I understand, it's like, okay, I have, to, uh, I have to kind of switch my mindset and switch the people I'm around. 
and be around more godly people. And you'll eventually see, I felt like there was definitely a shift. I was, I felt like I was no longer putting pressure on myself to do great in like just uh, life and like um, track and all these other things. I was felt, I felt like my priority in had, was God. And that felt so great because it was freeing to me at least because I felt like I wasn't carrying like a burden of trying to do, um, trying to accomplish certain stuff that in the long run doesn't really mean anything. And so that was, the momentum was like definitely changed, changed my perspective a lot. And uh, I was really grateful for that. That's awesome. Um, there's so much to unpack there. Um, but before we unpack that, right, I'm, I'm Nate, I'm just going to jump to you too. Like, um, also, I think that's the most I've ever heard Jordy, Jordy talk at one time, which is actually really cool. Um, and I love his story. Um, and I think it's really interesting because in a second, we're going to kind of ask you guys how you have seen God kind of work through your life and how his hand have been all over it. Because um, I think Nate has a similar, not a similar story in the circumstances, but the similar story in, in how God has worked kind of all things um, for his glory. And so, Nate, go ahead. Tell us tell us uh, where you come from. All right. So, um, starting off from a young age, I was never, like, born into a Christian family. Uh, you know, never went to church as a kid. I went, like, a couple times with my grandma, but that was just because that church had, like, really good breakfasts. That's all I cared about. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, <laughs> but, like, I never really knew. I never, like, heard the true gospel. Like, I never really understood it. I just kind of knew there's this guy named Jesus that like, I didn't really care about him, to be honest. And um, when I was in fourth grade, my mom died from cancer. And like at that moment in my life, like that small like belief in this Jesus guy that I had, that I didn't even understand, like completely went away. Like I rejected the idea of a God because of like, I couldn't wrap my head around like, if there was a God, how could he let this happen to me? You know, like I'm this young, like how could he took, like take my mom away from me? And I just, you know, like I, like my heart was just like filled with hate in that moment, just like towards other people, towards God. And I just lived like that with that idea of, you know, no God, you know, because horrible things have happened to me and just rejected everything and found my pleasures in the world. And at the end of, beginning of my eighth grade year, I was on social media and there was this guy who like used the social media to like preach the gospel. And I like I watched his video. Like the way that he did it, it just like it changed my life. Like I watched it and I was like, let me give this a shot. So like I prayed to Jesus like for the for to God for then the like first time in my life, like truly, and like he like shared the true gospel with me. And like the love that I felt in that moment was like it was so freeing. And so just, like, amazing that I never wanted to let go of that love because, like, I felt like I was feeling hate for so long. And, like, just to let go of all that and to feel just that perfect love that God offers was just so freeing. And in that moment in my life, I didn't, I didn't have a church. I didn't, there, was, there wasn't even a Bible in my house. I didn't have a Bible. I didn't know what to do. So I was just like, God, like, help me. I need something. And the very next week, I went to the Calvert County Fair, and some dude gave me a free Bible. So I thought that was pretty sick. I was like, thank you, God. This, like, it was an obvious like early testament of like, how God's going to work in my life. 
And then I was like, okay, God, I still need a church. Like, I don't have anything to fellowship with. I'm just kind of winging this on my own. And then um, Nathan's sister, Abby, worked with my stepmom. And that's right when Clayton got the job as the youth pastor here at this church. And she was talking to my stepmom about, like, how Clayton got this new job as a youth pastor and my stepmom. Because, of course, I let my family know about, like, my journey and they're very supportive, which I'm very glad to have. And um, she was like, oh, that's something Nate would like to do. So she uh, she came home and she talked to me about it. And she was like, was this something you would be interested in? I was like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, so who's this like Clayton guy? And it turns out he was like my seventh grade teacher <laughs> for history, I think. And he ended up being my track coach because I'm a jumper at Northern the very next year too. So... Um, I went to this youth group and like very like instantly I just like I felt welcomed and like I made friends really quick and I started learning more about God and it's just like I looked back at my life at that point I was like like look how God has used me like he's taken like really bad things that's happened to me you know and just completely turned them around and like I came to him and I didn't know what to do and now look at like a year later I'm in a church fellowshipping with other Christians, making Christian friends, and, you know, I'm doing great. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, that's a wrap. Honestly, I don't even know, like, yeah, what to say. It, I, was, that, I was actually just thinking about that. Like, it speaks for itself, honestly. Well, like, like, when you're when we're doing this, you have to kind of, like, think of questions while people are talking, I but I, like, didn't <laughs> want to think of questions because I wanted to just listen to... Because I, I think... I mean, both you guys have such awesome testimonies to God working in all kinds of ways through things that are just kind of wild, right? Like growing up without parents on another part of the world, growing up losing a parent. Um, So can you guys kind of, I don't know, what encouragement would you give to someone um, right now who maybe be going through something, maybe who's in the same place of, you know, I don't know if I can trust God because of x y or z like what would you guys say to that person i would say just like like take us for example like look at the look at what god has already done in other people's lives and like like use that to know that like like you can trust him to turn your life around and make horrible situations for your good and like i know it's it's very easy to turn to worldly things when bad things happen and find comfort in those things but like you know, I've learned from personal experience that, like, it never ends up good if you do that. It never goes right. And, you know, I've learned, I've come to learn that, like, when bad things happen in Mount, God's the first person I go to. And it's just, like, the comfort that he gives is, like, it's like no other. No human can give that comfort. No object, no drug, no thing you can drink can give you that comfort that he gives and during hard times. What I say is um, that also, like, Get in his word if you want to like really know him. So often, a lot of people like don't trust him because feel like they have lack of knowledge in his word. And to strengthen, once you, if you strengthen your knowledge in his word, then I feel like you trust him more and you know who he truly is. Therefore, if you know who he truly is, you can trust him. And just look at me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I the more I got into his word, the more I trusted him and trust that he had a plan for me and I saw how he worked and helped 
and had his hands all of them by life. Yeah, I was just going to comment on um, something that hit me when Nathan said. Um, when t- Tiny believed that he had just got completely stripped away when your mom passed. But then to kind of like have you experience like the love of God like that. I just think that like I, I just think that that's like so amazing. It just really goes to show like what happens when, you know, you put your trust in God uh, because like you came from such a place of darkness. Right. And just to kind of see like where you are now, it's just it's just crazy. Um, but I think you both really hit on really good points about, you know, being having the knowledge of the word, um, like to know you, the, the more you know about God, um, the easier it is for you to trust him. Right. Because we kind of mentioned this in the last uh, podcast that we did about how when you have a relationship with someone, it's, it's it works two ways. Right. Like it has to be mutual. Like you have to know about that person. They have to know about you for it to be an actual relationship. And so, yeah, the more that you get in the word, the more that you learn about God um, and his love for you. And the more that you experience that, the more that you'll um, know to trust him. Uh, but obviously, like, you know, hard times, trials and tribulations come. But like in the book of James, like the whole chapter one um, is all about finding joy in like the hard times. Um because really it's like a challenge of your faith. And I just think that as time goes on, like the more struggles that we go through, those are just really good moments to, to really see like where we're at in our faith and also just build and grow it. So I think like one of the coolest things about their stories to me is how God was preparing everything in advance. Like Jordy with, with your grandma, you know, who if she you know, wasn't where she was at the time, you know, if she wasn't giving up her time to, to serve and, and to love and to, to be there, right? Nate, with your stepmom, like the, bringing your stepmom into your family, who was working with my sister, who was saying, you know, because of that relationship, you know, it, it got you here, right? The little things that God prepares in advance for us. And, and even the fact that that was around the time when the Calvert County Fair, or was it the fair, the Calvert County Fair? Yeah. Yeah, what's happening too? Like, yeah. that's insane. Calvert County Fair is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Put that out there. But yeah, just all these little things that, that God orchestrates, and only He could orchestrate stories like that. Um, and now to orchestrate the story where you both are on the track team at Northern High School, you're both seniors, um, I would say leaders for Christ in your school. So tell us a little bit about how God is working over at Northern. Um, where do you see him working? Have you guys had the opportunities to, you know, see God doing things there? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, this year, I've seen him work a lot through our FCA. Because last year, our FCA was kind of crappy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, there wasn't that many people that showed up consistently. And then this year, you know, we got a lot of people. And, like, I feel like, Last year, the conversations were kind of boring and, like, no one was really on fire for Christ. But this year, it's, like, we're actually, like, getting those tough talks with other people and, like, you know, and being on fire for Christ and encouraging each other to show that in the school, you know. So why do you think this year is different than last year? I would say definitely, like, there's been a greater promotion of FCA. I felt like last year there wasn't really, like, a promotion of FCA as it is this year. This year, um, I felt like at least the at least the students promoted it better than they did last year, and 
like with the promotion we like later the turnout has been we had a lo loads of people turn out and we had like the speakers we have a lot of them the kids can relate to and people can relate to the speakers because they've gone through similar situations or they're going through similar situations and so that's how i feel like it's definitely been way different from last year so when you say like being on fire for christ um versus last year how did that kind of compare like what does that kind of look like in the school it's just like just setting a better example in the school and actually like making yourself set apart from the world you know and like not just saying you're a christian and going off and doing worldly things but like actually changing like you know like for example like you know stop cursing you know that's an easy one to you know set yourself apart or like stop drinking and stuff like that and i feel like you know we're not all perfect but i feel like this year we're really like you know trying to talk on those topics a little more and to like just try it as like as a group of men in fca like let's set ourselves apart from this school you know from the world and try to like you know show people the love that can they can just grab it you know it's a free love that anybody can get just try to show that so how do you deal with like like how do you how do you stay like firm in that kind of being set apart while everyone else is doing like the same thing yeah the temptation and stuff like that yeah i mean i feel like it's just putting that trust in god and knowing that his like his ways and his plan like god doesn't set up these rules for no reason there's a reason behind them like you will live like a healthier and better life if you like fall in a happier life if you follow them you know for me i've experienced that because like you know i haven't been perfect you know i have done stuff that i regret and just to know that like when i was doing that stuff i wasn't as happy as i am now but i'm not doing that stuff and again like i said just showing that happiness and like look you don't need alcohol to have a good time with your friends you know you don't need weed to have a good time with your friends you can just have fun without all that yeah and i think the way you just say right there also helps a lot having that community mm -hmm. um and also like that accountability like yeah as a group of guys um let's like be committed to this you know be live set apart um so i think that's really cool i mean that's what i mean that was that's also another big part about both your stories is the community and i think a lot of people especially in high school they don't seek out that community you know, they're not involved with the church. They're not involved with a youth group. They're not involved with a Bible study. They're not involved. And it's, it's, um, can you be a, a believer and not go to church? Yes, ish. But I would be very hesitant um, to take someone who claims to love the Lord with all their heart and has no desire to go gather with other believers and worship I don't think those things can coexist. Um, and I'm sure you guys hear it all the time of, well, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And that's fair. That's accurate, right? But if I'm claiming that Christ gave his life for me and I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, strength, and I have no desire to go spend time with other believers on a Sunday or a Wednesday night or whatever it may be, then I, I'm not sure that how sincere my heart is in that. Um, and not as a, I need to check this off and go, like, I need to go to church. It's like you guys said, it's the community that it comes 
with it, the community of believers that you can walk alongside of and encourage one another and build each other up and pray for each other. Um, and again, it's such a big part of both of your all's stories. And so I'd hope that everybody listening um, who isn't plugged into a church, you know, stop putting everything out. Like, I want to sleep in on Sundays or I've got all my sports tournaments on Sundays or whatever it may be. Like, there's... It's, it's just really hard to claim you love the Lord and not want to be involved with his people. Like, I don't, I don't know if those things actually work together. Um, but tell us just a little bit about, I don't know, there's specific stories, specific conversations, specific things you've seen at Northern that might be an encouragement to, to others as they listen. Like, you guys' stories themselves are, are awesome, but um, have there been specific moments this year where you're like, yeah, man, that was God. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I had uh, someone come up to me, um, come up to me and tell me, uh, uh, he, I played football with him, and he told me, he's like, man, I, I just want to stop living uh, the way I've been living, drinking alcohol, going to these parties, doing weed, and I feel like I'm sick of doing all these things, Like, I feel, and he felt like he didn't get fulfillment from it, and he says, Oh, um, I just I just want to do something different. I want to cha- I want to change how I I live because clearly the way I'm living right now it's not satisfying me or fulfilling me. And so he just asked them about our youth group, and I told him it's every Sunday and that he should come. And so far he he has been coming and he's coming tonight. And so I was like when I heard that because. Um, Cause honestly, I didn't. I wasn't expecting it from someone like uh, somebody, somebody like him. I thought um, honestly, I was like, oh, um, maybe if I try to talk to him about it, maybe they'll be open. But and uh, he came to me about it because he was clearly seeing how, clearly seeing how it wasn't satisfying him. And so I was like, yeah, that's definitely God just working and just trying to. Try and use me to help other people, and I'll say, "Wow," because I was very surprised. I think that's a testament to kind of how you live your life. That someone who is living kind of the exact opposite would notice in you and seek you and say, "Hey, something you're doing. I'm not, I'm doing something that is not fulfilling, but I see something in you that that I want." And and that's like that's exactly how we're called to live as believers, where people want that. Um, so that's that's really that's really cool. Um, that's awesome. One thing I always find myself in conversations with in school is like, I'll be like, "Are oh, you Christian?" And the response is, "Yeah, I go to church." And it's like, you know, not only that, like, like what you said, like, if you are like a true believer in Christ, like you should like want to go fellowship with other believers. But at the same time, there's people that do go to church and then don't have a love for the Lord, and they just, you know, it's like, it's something that they really take for granted, because it's something I wish I had growing up, and you're you're blessed to be in a church going family, and like, you need to utilize that, it's like, they say, yeah, I go to church, but I'm like, that's not what I ask, like, like what's your relationship with God like, you know, um, like, do you seek him, do you like, try to get in his word, and most of the time it's no, or uh, another one is like, uh, yeah, I read my Bible today. I was like, oh, what'd you read? Oh, uh, the, the daily verse. I was like, so you just, did you just read it? He was like, yeah. Did you 
prey on it? Did you, you know, go and click read full chapter, you know, get some context on it? No, I just kind of read the Bible verse. And I was like, you know, like, and I just had that conversation with them. It was like, you know, you should be wanting, like, to seek God and not just, like, checking off that Bible verse as a daily chore, but, like, actually wanting that relationship with Him. Have you kind of, have you seen, um, like, anyone actually take that advice? Yeah. And how how did that kind of look afterward? So with the with the church advice, I, I haven't seen anybody really take that advice, but... Um, the Bible verse one, it's like, have you act, like, are you actually pursuing this relationship? Ever since then, the, me and him have like, constantly having talks about God. And, you know, I feel like he's in his word a lot more and actually like reading it and meditating on it. And he's asking about youth group a lot. And he's, he's wanting to go and he's wanting to go fellowship, but he hasn't come yet because he needs to get permission from his mom first. But yeah, I feel like some people think that like we just, um, like as believers, like we just kind of do stuff to do s- stuff, like mm-hmm. read the Bible to check off that box. Yeah. Um, and I have seen that a lot too. Like when I was doing my or when I was doing like a Bible study um, with some of the soccer guys, we would kind of we would ask sometimes like how your relationship with the Lord is going, and they'd be like, "Well, I read the daily verse and I did this," but it was kind of like just to check off the box. But like when you actually get in the Word, it's like it makes your life so much better. Um, like what Jordy was saying about um, how he kept, it put, he felt a lot of pressure. You felt a lot of pressure on yourself because you felt like you had to live up to all these expectations. You know, you had to go 100 miles an hour all the time, you know, because you're an athlete. But like whenever you spend that time in the Word and grow your relationship with other people like in a church, then I just feel like it makes you, it makes you find your identity somewhere else in the Lord rather than in things that you have to do yourself personally. So I just feel like that's really good advice to be giving someone to be in the word and see how it affects your everyday life. Yeah. I think unfortunately we're very good at being believers when it's convenient mm-hmm. and, and we are not so good at being believers when it inconveniences us, whether it's, taking away from what we want to do or taking away from our time, taking away from our Sunday mornings, taking away from our whatever it may be, uh, my sleep, um, whatever. Um, but that's why, you know, Jesus tells his disciples, you know, you've got to count the cost, right? It, you count the cost before saying yes to the Lord. Um, but I think um, this has been an awesome conversation. I don't know. It's probably one of our longer ones at this point. I don't know. What are we at? Um Good. I don't know. It says it says <laughs> one thousand one hundred forty. I don't know if that's seconds or, but <laughs> well, it's been a good one for sure. Um, there's probably so much more we could say and talk about, um, but we don't want people to tune out if they didn't already tune out for the first five minutes of us talking about absolutely nothing. But um, so, final thoughts. What would you guys want to leave uh, what our listeners with? Final piece of advice. Final um, thought. Final. What? Give them. Give them something. What do you got? Pursue that relationship with God. Don't just say you know God without wanting that relationship with Him. And just like, just ask God to show up in your life if you're, you know, doubting Him. And I guarantee you He will. Be, uh, surround people, surround yourself with people that are godly and 
just get in the word of God because it will it will change your life and it will release any burden you have because that's what it did for me so yeah that's awesome um I said that was the last thing but real last thing uh, we know the whole Honeytown Northern rivalry thing, blah blah blah. Uh, go Canes, baby! Actually, I get to I, I get to be both. Like, no, I get to no, I get to claim both. I'm so like I graduated from Northern. I work at Huntingtown. I get to claim both. Um, and the good things that are happening, I don't claim any of the bad things that are happening in either one. Um, but uh, we know it's all about the rivalry, all the things. But how can Huntingtown FCA be praying for Northern FCA in the coming? weeks um and the rest of the school year that it just keeps going the direction that it's going and that we can keep getting pe new people to come out and to stay out instead of just coming a couple weeks and then never going again we can definitely do that for sure um well we thank you guys for giving up some of your sunday a little football time um to come in and to do this um hopefully it is a blessing to others so thank you guys yep uh Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you have any comments or any questions, anything like that, please let us know just um, in the comments of the Instagram page or in the DMs. Uh, we love you guys and tune in next week. <laughs>